So you've, you've had the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yeah, I've had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'm pretty sure it actually caused COVID because this is the timeline. Sandwich comes out <laughs> like late 2020, right? Yeah. Sandwich comes out. There's insane demand. Basically, we can't keep up with the amount of people wanting this Popeye's chicken sandwich. Popeye's at this point, they're losing relevancy. People don't like them that much. I personally think they're better than KFC, but they both kind of aren't that great in my opinion. No, I think their Popeye's is infinitely better than KFC. Like, I get a whole conversation. I agree with that, but I also think that Popeye's is not that great of a chain. But anyway. I I think it's good. Spicy chicken sandwich brings them back to light. However, they cannot meet the supply-demand issue there, so they get desperate. They want to become relevant mainstream success like McDonald's. They go into, like, weird experimental factory farming. All of a sudden, in the chicken lab, it's kind of like the Squidbilly situation. Oh, my God. This is sounding like I'm saying it's coming from the lab. No. Okay, no, we I'm can't, we can't, prop- on- we can't propagate this because people actually think it's real. <laughs> What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Hello, everyone. We want to start today on a more serious note and address the recent controversies surrounding the Virtual Homework Podcast. Serious allegations here. As we all know, Dana, well, probably not, honestly, because it was very quickly deleted. As we all know, (laughs) Dana was dunked on hard by a Twitter mob for his opinion on something unrelated to the podcast. And while it was a perfectly reasonable opinion, it was presented in a Twitter thread that did not agree with them. So, of course, naturally, they resorted to personal attacks, and they called our podcast shitty, and that no one listens to it. They also called me a nerd and told me I should read a book, and it was like... Yeah, yeah, the idea that playing video games invalidates your opinion, like, what, is this the 90s? Like, are they, like, do they not realize this is, like, the most popular medium? Like, people's moms play video games, and they vote, so, (laughs) hey... Political Listen, opinions so can be had. When I replied to this thing, there was like two hundred like likes on this thing, and then when I like went back to it, I had like sixty replies to me, and this thing had like ten k likes or like something ridiculous. I was just like, oh god, I'm <laughs> deleting this. Yeah, he he wanted to like save the reputation of this podcast, but the cool thing about being a fledgling podcast is that we don't actually have a reputation. So. No well, reputation listen, needed I to didn't be want saved. to have a bad reputation. Sometimes bad publicity is good publicity, especially when the bad publicity is not even like, like, okay, so was talking about whether or not you should vote at all. And he's like, if you don't vote, then that helps the other party. And then they're like, no, and then they just insulted the podcast. Well, let's not be vague about it. So they don't think that like you're tweeting about like something like extremely terrible. And I'm saying <laughs> it's no big deal. No, like they were basically like, don't vote for like, I'm not voting for this party. I'm like, well, you not voting is voting for the other party. And they're like, oh, you fucking idiot piece of shit. Like, it's just like, okay. Yeah. And so that's, we want to get that out of the way because how dare they? You know what? We, (laughs) we hate them so much. We're going full anti-SJW. That's right. Oh, man. (laughs) No, this is honestly kind of bad timing considering the background of this game. What game did we play this week? (laughs) We played Cyberpunk finally. Yeah, okay. So we heard the feedback. (laughs) We heard the feedback from last time. Learned that we did not actually play the Cyberpunk that's been in the news. Uh, Sorry about that. So we're hoping to get it right the second time. that That was bad research on our part. So we learned that Cyberpunk had a lot of, like, partial nudity, actually full nudity, and also that it was an incredibly buggy mess. So we looked for the cyberpunk that fit that criteria. We think we have it right this time. We think we have this right. (laughs) We are playing cyberpunk, or sorry, Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story. Uh, I played it on the Nintendo Switch. It was originally for PC. I also played it on Switch. Yeah, it kind of goes into what you were saying about, like, SJWs and, like, whole... Uh, everything else surrounding the game. There's actually quite a bit of controversy, which we may have brought up in like a previous episode. Yeah, I uh, think I literally mentioned this on one sentence of like an episode in December because there was a bunch of news about this game being uh, controversial. And of course, I, at the time, I was also searching to play Cyberpunk the because you know it's it's in the news. Yeah. So so yeah, we are playing Cyberpunk this week, but it really was brought to our attention because the publisher for this game, not the developers, uh, had to release a statement basically saying. Despite the countless death threats we've been gotten, despite the uh, people telling us to censor our game and take it off the Nintendo Switch store, we are not going to bow under pressure. We are going to release the game with no censorship, 
and the world rejoiced. And by that, I mean, if you look at all of the uh, Steam reviews for this game, it's like, <laughs> fuck SJWs, uh, fuck censorship, and like played with 0.3 hours, played 0.5 yeah, it, hours. It, it, if you look at the reviews, it's like overwhelmingly positive. But then if you look at most recently reviews, it says like mixed. Because basically everyone who's played this game basically has given it like meh or bad reviews. For those who don't know, the controversy is basically like the, the people in this game are either basically fully naked for no reason or like have breasts so large, I feel like it would physically cause them like bodily harm for having that large of, <laughs> have, uh, have you ever breasts. uh i mean back in the day i feel like this is this is a reference that's going to make me seem like i i watched some questionable anime but if you if you watch anime in the early 2000s you'd probably be familiar with it have you seen Icon or heard of Icon? no <laughs> well look that up after the podcast and you'll probably understand where i'm coming from with <laughs> Here's that comparison the thing. i i i I'm, I'm a man you know i enjoy some breasts every once in a while but like this is like like, have you seen, like, the cops in this? Like, some of the characters in this, like, the breasts are, like, literally, like, six to seven times larger than their head. Like, it is absolutely, like, obscene. Like, yeah, I'm not going to cancel and a company say, over it, but... I, I, I will say, yeah, it was a little uncomfortable, but at least they were equal. There was a lot of sack on that male police officer, if if I could chime in. So. Okay, I... I didn't. I didn't look at that. <laughs> you didn't was look at. Really? The, come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're 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 no. hypersexualizing both <laughs> characters. Uh. So to be honest, like I actually learned as part of the cyberpunk uh, genre because we talked about hypersexualization in the last cyberpunk game we played and cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is apparently another cyberpunk game that exists that also has a lot of hypersexualization. Um. It's actually a theme of the genre. So part of becoming cyberpunk and going to the future is like this hyper consumerism, hypersexualization of a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it actually fits the theme. One last thing, though. So this game had that controversy regarding censorship because, like, one of the actual arguments was against the Switch port being that the Switch is the Nintendo, a.k.a. family system. But Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball is on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, so that's not a good argument. Like, I I don't like those kind of arguments. I just personally don't. I'm not a fan of this kind of stuff. And like he said, if you look at the reviews, it's pretty much people being like, I only bought this game because these guys are giving a... Uh, F you to SJWs online, like fuck them, and I'm gonna buy three copies of the game, and I'm not even gonna play it. And it's just like, okay, no. But the thing is, like, I actually wanted to dig deeper into this, and I totally think that this was a manufactured outrage. I looked into yeah. it. I I looked into like people actually trying to send these people death threats, and I'm not trying to diminish death threats here, but no, it's a lot of me and terrible. a lot of other people actually like it could have been sent to like email or something, not in a public setting. But there really weren't that many people outraged about this game. I think that they actually use this as a marketing tactic because as we may we're gonna spoil it here i thought this was a very mediocre experience i oh i think this game is straight up bad okay okay i think it i would i would go as far to say as mediocre but i i'll admit i have not beaten it but i knew i know that the developer probably wouldn't have sold that many copies of this game except for the people who are like really horny well this game has nine out of ten reviews on steam with like it's like overwhelmingly positive but like we said almost everyone hasn't played the game they only bought it to like stick it to like manufactured outrage because there's actually not a lot of information yeah there's really not a lot of information you're right and i think it was honestly just a genius marketing campaign from the from the well just in general there's not a lot of information about this game like trying to find like walkthroughs information videos like there's like next to no information about this game there's like no reddit for it like there's like actually yeah, nothing there's, in- there's there's a guide on the steam page but besides that this game was founded from a kickstarter and i feel like most of the information on the kickstarter is is where you can find stuff and like all of that is just like yeah if you pay for our game we'll actually also send you like a titty mouse pad with the main character on it too so that's yeah. that's how the game works so, so, so let's, let's talk about into, what yeah. this game is so basically this game is uh it, it's it says it's cyberpunk. That there's very little to do with cyberpunk in this game, other than the first like two minutes and last four minutes of the game. Otherwise, cyberpunk has absolutely nothing to do with this game, and it doesn't really like. I wouldn't call this a cyberpunk game unless you want the ghosts. There's ghosts in this game. They have like digital effects around them. I guess that's cyberpunky. I don't know. Self-described, this game is a uh, survival horror. Yeah, this is a survival horror game inspired by Clock Tower. So it's a 2D game where you're just walking around. Dying 
dodging ghosts, finding out what happened in your situation. So you you are going on a date with uh, or first date with your potential girlfriend. You ask to use the bathroom at the most shameless bar I've ever seen in a video game. You walk in <laughs> and it's like literally boob on one half of the screen, boob on the other half of the screen, and it's transparent so you can walk through it. Of course, yeah, yeah. honestly, like I was embarrassed to have this game on my like Switch homepage. I'm gonna probably take it off after this. I'm like I I can't I can't look at this and. Just, like, it's whatever not have a shame but <laughs> yeah you are you're going to try to find your date you go to the bathroom all of a sudden you see like some weird thing and then bam you're stuck in this like tower i guess it's like an apartment complex it's like but apartment certain- complex yeah i don't know how you got into it or something like that apparently uh it's been boarded up like a, since like the 80s mind you this is like almost 100 years later and like, it's like 2094 or yeah, yeah like 2084 2084 or something like that and somehow you got in there it doesn't really explain how it happens basically you're trying to get out and by doing so you have to kind of find out the mystery of the apartment building which demons and monsters and spirits have been let loose and you need to free them from their uh i guess earthly chains and let them go back to the uh underworld nether realm I, yeah. I don't know the afterworld uh they don't really explain it in fact a lot of the stuff doesn't really seem explained no. but i mean so even though it's not cyberpunk you're basically it's a survival horror game that takes place in an abandoned warehouse for the most part there's seven floors yeah. i assume that the game ends at seven floors i personally got to the fourth floor uh how far did you yeah. get in this game I, I beat the game I, I literally beat it two minutes before we fucking uh started recording so all right well congratulate i feel like you have not beaten a lot of these games on the podcast of all the games so to beat you beat because Mega as Titty. soon as we talked about this game on last podcast i bought it that night and i played it like every day basically okay congratulations on being a functional member of this two-party team dude i'm but, here for you yeah um I, even though it wasn't a cyberpunk aesthetic i actually thought it excelled a decent amount like i have a lot of qualms with this game but one of the qualms i did not have was the art and no i'm not talking about the main character's body frame i'm just saying like the actual backgrounds the um i i thought it was pretty atmospheric i disagree strongly i think this game plays and looks like a fucking flash game from 2007 okay i mean i i like some okay I, I'm not going to say it looks perfect, but I thought it captured the atmosphere it was trying to go for well. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, yeah, it looks like a hallway that's dark with a fucking dinginess, you know? it's. I, I thought it was funny, though, that considering this game relies so much on sexuality, like 90% of this game is dark. Like, you can't even get the flashlight to turn on properly, like, half the no. time. And it, it's just like, I'm standing in a dark room without any idea of what to do. So so for those who don't know, the, the basic gameplay elements consist of you getting to a floor and your object is to get to the next floor whether you're taking a fire escape and be finding a special key that allows the elevator to work or you're breaking down a door and by doing that basically you go through like the different apartment buildings which you go into it and you spam a as many times as you can to kind of like inspect the different like rooms the different items the different like shelves to find things that you can bring to other rooms and do the same thing there it's basically you go left and right for 12 hours and just spam a uh in yeah it's almost like a point and click adventure game it's like honestly like you ever play a putt-putt goes to the zoo yeah yeah it, 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 it plays very much like something like that. except you can't actually freely move your mouse you have to walk over to something and uh this game has terrible controls this is another case of double tap to run and not double tapping to walk i know there's like a way you hold down the r button and you're yeah to yeah do that, i didn't fi- figure that out until like i was on like the sixth floor by the way so it was fucking awful oof. the controls suck yeah i, I think I, it's just honestly, the, due to the port i think it's just a really bad port yeah yeah we'll, we'll go into like a little bit more of the issues there but i i honestly feel like out of all the things in your game like if the movement by itself is terrible assuming it's a game that has movement at all um, that is like where I have no sympathy. Like this is literally the most basic element of the game. If it's yeah. frustrating to even go from point A to point B, why should I think that you actually tried to make this game controllable? The actual to, to, walk cycle for this game is so terrible, and it has the worst sound possible. It's like this oh, weird well, the animations that echoes. look terrible. The animations are look like they're done by a high schooler. You know, they're choppy, amateurish. I, like every animation looks like it's fucking twelve FPS. I okay, so I I I didn't when I meant graphics, I didn't mean animations. I thought like some of the still frame like uh, drawing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That that kind, that kind of stuff looks really good, but like like the animation 
animations look straight up amateur. Like it's for like for people like I don't get me. I've played Clock Tower. I've played Fatal Frame. Those games are beautiful. Those games are fantastic, fully realized animated 3D games. For a 2D game to like the animations look this fucking bad. That's embarrassing. The the characters move basically like you you, know, you ever see those like paper puppets in like the mall from like the 90s where like yeah like each, each character is like it's jointed. Like, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, that's uh. <laughs> that's that's basically how these characters move. I, I think there was a strong art background on the Steam, but like the actual like animation department is terrible because like all the cutscenes are just basically comic style, frame by frame, and they show like a frame for like ten. The character seconds. goes, oh, oh yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's, that's like the extent of the voice. That's like the, the extent of the dialogue. This game is basically a glorified uh, fetch quest. Like if you've oh, ever yeah, done, percent. If you've basically ever done that part in uh, like Ocarina of Time where you're making the big Goron sword, we have to like bring one item here, one item there to get this item to bring it to somewhere else to open this door over. That's basically what this game is. Yeah, is like, yeah. I, I have this in you, my notes that it's like extremely linear. Like uh, you basically go from one point. It's like, oh, I got this. Now I could go back to this. And then you go back to that. There's occasionally sometimes where you have to backtrack. And like that could be like a little fun no, or this really entire, frustrating. This entire game is nothing but backtracking. The last half of the game is literally like 10 minutes somewhere. Okay, it's like, so you'll get to a room, right? And it'll say, like, oh, look at this back scratcher. It, you know, this could extend the reach of something. And you're like, all right, well, I, I, I'm saw, honestly I gonna, found the backtracker. I, I, I'm going to need that later. So then, like, you go somewhere and it's like, oh, if I had something to extend the length, it's like, all right, well, I have to go back and get the back uh, scratcher. So 10 minutes. And there's to no go transport. Back. Yeah. Or no, no transportation. No, so, you have, so you have to walk through with, like, zero, like, gameplay mind you the load times in this game are fucking awful like each load screen is like 12 seconds and you're um, seeing i them. i you're on a switch light so i think it was probably worse for you the load times in this game for me were pretty short like they were one to two seconds but the amount of loads was so frequent that it really took you out of the game like oh absolutely every it, it's like just like every single yeah every three seconds it's another load and even when it's one second it adds up it also gives you time to feel shame versus like what you're seeing on the screen and then you see like well, a reflection i found myself face. like pick picking up my phone to do stuff on load screens because it takes so long so it's like so then it's like all right so then i have to go get it and then it's 10 minutes back to get the back scratcher then it's like 10 minutes back to go there or something like that and it's like why can't i just grab it like originally it was just so 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 frustrating yeah um, so that i guess is a problem with the port i mean I, it makes sense this game is definitely not optimized especially when uh i, I think that the biggest jarring thing for me is the frame rate drops and oh, honestly really there there are like, long like periods seven. of time there are long periods of time where you actually don't get any frame rate drops, but like then they get really bad and then you're going to like five FPS. And like the funny thing is one of these times is in the very beginning of the game. So like when I was playing this game, I'm like, oh, God, did I pick a straight up broken, unplayable mess? And it gets better, but not much better about like 10 minutes into the game. No, they're just like later in the game. There are fully like very large rooms with like 3D aspects. So we have to like go upstairs and stuff like that. They're borderline unplayable, especially when you have enemies. Um, this game does have combat in it and the combat consists of this is what makes me think it feels like a Flash game. Uh, if you've ever played, like, Adventure Quest or anything horrible like that, like a Flash game, it's basically the combat from that. You, like, run up to something into X, where a character's like, uh, 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 uh. Like, it, it, it is, like, I wish you could see, like, my expressions and how I'm moving and stuff like that. Like, the combat is probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in every game ever. Um, hey, you still beat the game. Um, honestly, I mean, if you're pe- spending 20 bucks on a game, you probably want to try to get the This game is not worth $20. This yeah, 100%. Absolutely Considering the not. game uh, from last week, I think was fifteen, and that's that's definitely a. I actually probably had equal amount of fun with that game and this game, but the last game was definitely a lot more polished. I I would not feel as bad spending fifteen dollars on it. I mean, yeah. I feel like at least having combat's better than uh, running away from everything, which is ninety percent of the well, other. But like even, you you have to run away still. It's like you can only combat. I think there's two enemies in the game you can ever combat. Okay, and and also the fact that it's a one-hit KO. Luckily, you're able to pretty much save wherever. Like, it has this weird saving mechanic where they obviously wanted you to use these save points, but they also just add in the ability to quick save, and I'm just like, I'm never never doing this other one. Yeah, I was gonna say, they had, like, if you've ever played Resident Evil, they have, like, the ribbon system with, like, the typewriters where you have to be, like... It makes a sense of like, oh man, I really am going to have time in between areas where I can actually save, so I got to be careful, I got to save, and you know, stuff like that. This has that, but you, like I said, you can just hit start and just quick save at any point, which you need to do because like you, if you just press A on the wrong item while you're searching things, it just instantly kill you sometimes. And it's like, all right, cool. Oh wait, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't save. Okay, I have to play another 30 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I saved constantly because of that. I, I, the first time I lost progress, I'm like, yep, I'm not doing this again. I'm already spending way too much time in this game yeah. i 
I I was honestly though this is exactly what I expected from the game. Um, I, I I will say I expected so much more just because it had like such good reviews and stuff like that. And I do like survival horror. It's probably one of my favorite genres. I, if you don't know this about me, I love being scared in like a fictional sense. This just fucking I wasn't even that scary. I, I got scared like once legitimately, but then never again. I mean, like I don't know. I was I was surprised about that. I'm like, wow, I actually got scared by this game. Yeah, there's like the one part where like the little girl like her face is like coming out the door and then the door closes. That kind of spooked me out a little bit there, but there's like, this area where you go in a hole and then like you're in this like crawl space and i wasn't expecting something and then something came yeah in. yeah yeah that uh, that 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 kind of spooked me a little bit but literally every experience with a ghost or enemy for the rest of the game is basically that so you're just like whatever yeah you, you're um, used to it or you walk really slow because you know it could happen at any moment yeah so like the word like we were talking about like the ui and like how um the movement stuff was fucking awful um I, it's because of the port like with the pc version you can move your mouse around to click things oh okay because this That's- you have to like literally be like within like a two pixel range of something sometimes to actually be able to, to interact it. with it so so the worst part is like let's say an your an enemy is like attacking you and you need to like run away so it's like first off so the enemy is on top of you so you can inspect the enemy but then you need to cycle through your op- three options to leave the door click on the fucking shelf that you can't do anything with or talk to the enemy so it's like you're sitting there getting hit losing your extra <laughs> lives while you're trying to cycle through these fucking options all at the same time it takes like four seconds to like leave the room and then you have to do it again and the next you know it's it's awful like this game is not meant to be played on console like it, it's it's it was straight up unfun like in my opinion all right, I mean, like if we're if we're just dunking on this game hard because I think it does deserve a, a decent dunking. Um, like I feel like I could judge a game a lot by its menu system, and uh, well, I, I don't mean like just straight. This game had a clunky menu system where like you there were a lot of unnecessary menus, but like the the game itself like has a really bad looking like it looks like the menu is kind of like made in like paint like it was like yeah. kind of an afterthought and like that kind of exudes an like a feel of unprofessionality and considering this this Kickstarter ca- campaign raised many tens of thousands of dollars I was I was a little bit surprised about that. This game that. just feels very amateurish. I guess that's like the best way to put it. Like it just from a, a team that previously made like these games that I hold dear and anyone that likes the uh survival horror genre it just fucking sucks. Like I, I, I can't believe it has so many good reviews. And like I said, well, it's I think just because the anti SJW thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, these are, like I, I actually have some like the reviews here, um, are are quite funny. It's like I'm one of the many who picked up the game due to the pearl clutchers hating on games that have attractive female characters. <laughs> I didn't get far before writing this, but I could see there's quality in this game and could recommend it for those who like horror. And it's like. That person has, like, 30 minutes played. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, if you're gonna buy a game just on uh, morals, then you're probably not Uh, the best person to ask about. Something I did actually like is uh, it's... uh has a lot of Chinese, um, I don't want to say like lore, but like, you know, spirits and like uh, spirituality and stuff like that, that actually I th- does interest me to some degree. Uh, uh, a significant a- portion of this team was actually a, a Cantonese, so that makes sense that like, I, I actually, so I don't speak Cantonese, I speak Mandarin, um, but it, it seemed like they actually did know what they were talking about. And also I could tell from like the actual voice recordings that they inserted in this game and what they showed on the screen. It was actually what they call kanji. I mean like the it, traditional Chinese characters as well as like actual uh, Chinese voice clips. So also, th- I was, there's... I was happy about that and I was happy they had like one anti Mao reference. It's like this, this picture looks creepy and it's like a picture of Mao and it's like, I don't, they didn't know who that was. <laughs> uh, the, there's also like straight up puzzles that you need to know Chinese to like, do and it's like i don't know chinese so i just had to brute force it i I don't know if that was like meant to be in the game because there are significant errors in this game as far as like there are straight up um it's like a random wall and it's just like want to go up the stairs i'm like there's no stairs here like things like i think that that was an issue with the port because like there was one section on like the third floor where like there's this massive orange line that just comes off and i'm like is that a graphical glitch i think there are a couple graphical glitches really this is a terrible port anything else in this game that you like besides that um well it's it's just interesting like the chinese background and stuff like that um there are some points in the game with like the ending that like i was looking at research people like what the fuck is this ending at all whatsoever makes no sense apparently if you understand like the life and death 
uh, in Chinese culture, it makes a lot more sense, but I think this is something that'll be lost to American audiences. I don't think I'm going to beat this game. I'm about halfway done from the looks of it, and I will probably just look up the ending, because I'm curious. Like, that's the thing, like... Sure, it says something when you aren't interested enough to complete a game, but like the fact that I'm invested at all in the story uh, shows that they did at least one thing a little bit right. I will definitely say, if you're going to buy this game, because I guess you're that horny, buy the PC port. Absolutely, don't ever play the Switch port. It's, buy it's, a it, subscription to a hentai website. I don't know. You, you don't have to play this game. Buy, just watch Interspecies Reviewers and be done with it. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, and I hope that... It's okay to say. Maybe. <laughs> All right, there we go. So I give this game a fucking uh, eat my asshole out of ten. That is, I I would give this game honestly a five out of ten. I think I gave the last game a five out of ten because oh, I was able sucks. to find some enjoyment out of it, even though it was overall a frustrating mess. Though the whole fact that this is an actual video game to me, while the previous game was basically just a wall of text, puts them about the same. I understand. I understand visual novel is is a type of game it's just not my type of game i put that game like e like double as good as this at least okay i i just don't like visual novels i think and i don't like this type of game either but i like them eons more than visual novels i just really this is another game i just really wanted to enjoy because like my biggest problem with uh, is the animation and stuff like that is fucking awful the physical visuals do look pretty good and the character models look cool the enemies look cool and stuff like that like the sprite work and everything like that they obviously put work in it just ugh, everything about this game just they, they definitely put a lot of work into the main character sprite the 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 drawer must have went overtime making parts of that especially like, first of all they also have like 95 costumes like a billion costumes that you could put on this person yeah that's all like a lot of that stuff's unlocked in like new game plus and new game plus plus and then there's like this secret objective where you can uh look for like hidden ghosts that just you just run around spamming a that apparently you get something for doing it there's like a bunch of like secret shit in this game that probably end up don't doing anything yeah i mean like that that's honestly like i personally love when games have that but i have to be into the game f- in the first place to like actually be find it worth like for and a good example of this like katamari i love the katamari series and like there is a lot of like collectible shit that has no impact on the game but yeah. it's just like fun to get and if if i was super if i was like the biggest sense a cyberpunk ghost story fanboy maybe i would but uh i i personally think that's a fun thing to give to fans i don't see many fans of this game that aren't fans for one specific game literally re- two has specific nothing reasons. to do with cyberpunk hey it's got cyberpunk in the name, and it it's pretty broken, so it's basically cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on that, play any other games this week? I might be playing MapleStory again. <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta get that, like, what was that? I remember, like, when the private server for that one, WoW Classic, basically before WoW Classic, there was a private server, and, like, a billion people logged on to have, like, a good buy party. Well, so basically what's happening with MapleStory right now, it's actually, like, in like the national news in Korea, it's like a huge thing. They're basically getting sued, all this other stuff. They actually found out that there's systems in game that are of like quote unquote random chance to like roll good items, stuff like that, are completely 100% rigged. So, what's that mean? Like, if you uh, don't play, it's kind of like an arcade game like stacker where if there aren't like 400 credits in the machine they won't actually give you a prize or something like that well so it's like they there there are certain items in the game that you can use to roll better stats on certain items and basically what they were doing is that the original people to first do them when those items came out had a higher chance to get the good stats on them than as time they went on they lowered the chance of getting the good stats so like the new people could never have a chance they would have to spend more and more and more and this apparently went uh against like korean like gambling laws and stuff like that and they got sued um basically anecdotal but like i remember like i came back to the game after taking a multi-month break and i tried to cube some item that had like a five percent chance of breaking cubing was like a process where you made the stats better with like a very small chance of yeah that's, yeah yeah, yeah. That's and what I'm and about. uh like i remember i got like three five percent chances in a row being like what the fuck like and i was actually so pissed <laughs> i like that was like one of the reasons i quit maple story forever but but hey uh 
so like to go further in this and stuff like that it got to the point where like there there's in these games there's called whales which are the people who spend like ten thousand dollars a month on this game or more people who spend so so much money to like get to like the top spot basically maple story was top three games in korea for fucking a decade and because of this the people have lost so much faith in the game with them basically lying about like the stats and stuff like this uh and to the point where the game has dropped to like i think below top 10 this was on like national news like this is a huge uh deal they lost like millions in revenue over like people leaving uh to lost ark um it it is it is quite a, a big deal and i don't think the game is ever going to be the same and what people are scared about is that the English servers are going to be shutting down, possibly due to lack of revenue, because English servers already aren't doing well. Yeah, they so. didn't they like merge like all the different worlds into one yeah. because they didn't have a population uh, to support like twelve or whatever. Yeah, it was like twelve servers. Now there's like four, so it's like in. And people don't even play those. People play on, like, the classic, quote-unquote, server reboot. So it's just interesting how, like, games that we shit on over the years just get worse and worse. And, like, they're actually getting their uh, due comeuffins. But I'm going to be playing it because there's an event next week that's, like, one in every three years. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Maple Story is the cockroach of the MMO industry, okay? I feel like Maple Story is at a fall from grace every year for like the past 20 years and yet there still is a community for the game so i don't know i feel like in 2090 people are gonna be whacking each other with tunas uh on cartoon network saying <laughs> saying play maple story like you're going back to it even with the controversy yeah so well, it, it's 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 mostly because the event and they're having like insane comp uh uh compensation for it uh, so it's more like I'll probably play for like a week or two to like get this because I might as well because I already am invested in the game and I come back every couple of years. And it's like if it shuts down, sure. If not, maybe I'll have it for later instead of not, you know? Might go the way of Maple Story too. Who knows? I personally have been playing a shit ton of Picross. Remember I was talking about that last week? <laughs> yeah. I I addicted fully. I got like a... I've had to like cycle through like eight mobile apps for Picross. It's like Sudoku apps, but like so many of them have that like model where it's like, you need enough credits to unlock the next level. I'm like, go fucking die in a hole, you stupid ass video game. And then it's like... I have to find the next one that is slightly better in monetization. I finally found one that's good, and I've been playing so much goddamn Picross. They're also called Nonograms, and uh, yeah, shout-outs to Picross. Thank you, Mario, for introducing me to this fun (laughs) puzzle mode. I mean, there's just so many things I think are apt to having, like an app version. I'm not sure if you ever played, like, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Uh, they had a, the Chow system where you basically raised, raised like a little cute little thing. AKA uh, the that, entire reason why people look at that game fondly. Because that game was true. actually I, pretty... Uh, so I enjoyed the game personally, but like I feel like one of the reasons why I like the game despite so many parts of it being bad was going back to Chow Racing. And yes, there were many, many extremely fun, legitimately fun levels. But like you had like the Knuckles fetch quests, which were terrible. The time I like rose. I, I so like he, those initially so when they the got thing. boring. That game has so, 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 so unbelievable amount of flaws. I had a fa- I have still fantastic memories of this game. I can pick that game up and have a lot of fun because I know how to work around them. But I can understand why people don't like it. That's like completely like nostalgia blinding me for liking that game. They just need to make the Chow Garden and put that on a cell phone app. Make a million dollars. I, I don't know how much Sega has actually embraced the, the app uh, space. Like I, I Nintendo tried it, and I feel like they kind of gave up after like... They, no, they they had some good games on there actually. Like the Super Mario one was really no, good, no, and then I, the Mario they, Kart they one they was were really good. good. They were good, but they kind of stopped making them because of the back. Like they were like trying to charge like a nor- like ten bucks, which is like extremely cheap for a Nintendo game. They were trying to charge ten bucks for Mario Run, and people were so unbelievably pissed. It's like, what? Would you rather this be free with ads? Like, come on. Yeah. But, but no, that they they kind of felt burned by that, and I feel like they significantly decreased their. Uh, their stake in in mobile but i i don't know how much uh sega or any other japanese developer has gone into that i so like back in sonic adventure 2 like i feel like i was able to recognize how flawed the game was when the game was released but i still had a Absolutely. lot of fun versus sonic adventure 1 i legitimately thought was like the most innovative best game ever and both are incredible they have not aged well at all <laughs> oh no 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 i could still have a, if i were to pick up either game right now i would still have a lot a lot of fun with them i think and yeah, i think I anybody too. that played like a lot of 
those games would feel the same way. Otherwise, um, it's gonna yeah. be like Game Grumps, who like they they neither of them played it when it came out. Like this is the worst video game ever, and it's like oh, I don't know. Yeah. Did you see like this game got like a ninety on Metacritic? Like maybe people liked it, but but hey, it's like people who play Kingdom Hearts now. It's like they feel the same way. Like this game is literally press A, but it's like I had I have very uh, fond memories of those games. So I definitely like played simple and clean on my mp3 player and like i i was thinking like this song gets me this song i <laughs> understands me I'm like it's like i just took a shower walk away? yeah it, it's <laughs> i had some middle school angst definitely this was like speaking way after of, kingdom hearts came out speaking of angsty video games i know this was something that was from last week uh the call of duty series activision is uh kind of fucking it up i don't know if anyone's ever played Warzone. But, like, some of these games are so, so big that you actually cannot put them on your, like, PlayStation hard drives. It's like they're saying, like, the if you have a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Warzone, they won't fit on a 500 gigabyte PS4. Like, Yo, just bring on fit. the Stadia. Bring it on. <laughs> Dude, fuck the Stadia. Literally. I mean, I guess that'd be, like, a good... It'd be a good use case. Because, like, it, 200, 236 or however many gigs it had, that's not, like... I mean, sure, a 250 gig SSD is, like, relatively cheap, but, like, one SSD per game is, like, it starts going up Oh, I, I had Warzone on my I had Warzone on my computer, because I, I played it for a little bit. It was, like, 100 gigs. I, I had to delete it, because I only have a terabyte hard drive, and it's, like, 100 gigs for a game that's fucking obscene. Like, I already have World of Warcraft with all my add-ons, like, 70 gigs, but, like... To a hundred, then if I get like that's just for one game mode. If I get any other game modes, that's another hundred. Like that's that's obscene. Yeah, the the closest thing I have in my PC is the uh, Master Chief Collection, but even that it's like thirty gigs, twenty to thirty gigs a game. Which I mean, those those are full games, so I don't I can't yeah. really complain too much. Still very big, but I understand. I mean, game assets like if you want better graphics, it's gonna take up more room. That's how it be. In other news, something that I thought was actually really fucking interesting. I'm not sure if you saw the paper uh, Mario speedrun changes. We, I think we've talked about it in the fast in the past. The uh, Zelda Ocarina Time arbitrary uh, arbitrary code execution, which basically you can rearrange shit in the game by doing certain movements, picking up certain items, uh, overwriting the different slots through certain uh, uh, inputs to just automatically tr- teleport to like the the back of the game. So basically, what people are doing is they're starting up Paper Mario. They're saving the data to my understanding is the jump pack and then opening, turning off the game, putting in the Ocarina of Time cart, doing that arbitrary code execution shit, and then putting back in um, Paper Mario and then teleporting to like the last part of the game. It's actually like it's obscene. <laughs> That's how broken Ocarina of Time is. It's literally the most broken game ever. It's so broken, it's breaking other games. I actually, this is like something that I know has happened before. Like there are a lot of games, but okay, this is different though because I've seen it happen on games that have multiple cartridges. So like, it's different. Like it's not this game in particular, but the one that comes to mind is like there's like the Mario and Duck Hunt cart. And there's been yeah. instances, not specifically this game, I can't think of the one offhand, but, like, you're doing Duck Hunt and you, like, glitch into Mario, which is, like, on the same cartridge. This is yeah. a situation where literally the entire, it's an entirely different game. It's not, like, on a multi-cart. Like, that's crazy to me, and I don't think I've ever seen that in another game. The Nintendo 64 has some good-ass speedruns. It's, it's too bad I'm not a huge fan of the console, but one day, one no, day maybe I'll I, be a fan. I, I do very much so enjoy watching a wide variety of speedruns, whether it's like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, or like some of the best game is basically Super Mario 64. Um, the control is just so, so hard to get used to. And I yeah. played a lot of Super... I, I played a lot of Nintendo 64 in my day. It just... I'm not used to it now, so it's like the control just feels so, so, so weird. My issue is that, like, Nintendo first-party controllers break very easily, and third-party Nintendo yeah. 64 controllers are the absolute worst controllers on the planet. Yeah, like, unbearable. Yeah, for some reason, all of them have, like, either, or really not, it's either, like, a joystick that, like, literally doesn't go back to center, it just, like, drops to with gravity, or it, like, is so stiff, it's, like, unusable. I actually have a Hori, and I don't have an N64, because I was going to get, like, an RGB modded one, and that fell through. I oh, think no. that, I don't know, I, I, I feel like I'll be sticking to watching N64 runs. Paper Mario, the run we're talking about, is one of my favorite runs of all time, specifically the all-cards uh, all cards route. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. TTYD 100% is my favorite speed run of all time. 
I don't know if I could still say that because I think I was just really enjoying one person speedrunning it, but they no longer stream and I'm not getting into that. To go back into Thousand Year Door, I was actually talking about that with a friend of mine and we were both like, holy shit, like Thousand Year Door is like a goat. Like that's like one of the, I think one of the best games like ever made. The game is so fucking good. I agree. And like, I, I kind of know the answer, but like I look back on that and I question to myself, why is it so good? Like it, there are so many RPGs with like the same level of charm and like, the gameplay is not honestly that different than a lot of those. Like, I wonder how much be- being a Mario game has to do with it. I love that game, though. That's literally my favorite game for the console. Well, I, I, it, when we start getting into conversations about, like, how good and underrated the GameCube is and was at the time. Like, they're, like the first-party titles on GameCube are, like, unreal. You know, like Rogue Squadron, you have Pikmin, you have, like, the Metroid Prime series, you know. You have all, like, the RPGs, you know, the original Luigi's Mansion. Like, there's just so many fucking good games in that system. Did you say Wind uh, Waker? I didn't hear Wind Waker. Dude, let me tell you about Wind Waker. That game, you put that game on a fucking, like, HD screen today, and that game still looks fucking gorgeous. I think And, they, and game- for some reason, they made it in HD as well for for Yeah, yeah, the, which the also looks good, but but the original yeah. still looks good, um, which I think GameCube is one of the best aged systems from that I agree era. with that. N64 is probably the worst aged. Oh, absolutely. It looks like fucking dog shit. Do yeah. you have like a favorite GameCube game other than uh, Thousand Year Door? Um, I think it goes Thousand Year Door, Wind Waker, and then it's kind of up for grabs. I'd have to go through a list, which I can do, but I maybe another time. I like I actually also owned Wind Waker HD, but I was like broke ass college kid, and like I was playing yeah. my Wii U on a CRT, and I'm like, oh shit, new Wind Waker release because I love Wind Waker, and I'm like, wait, did I really just buy Wind Waker HD on a, to play it on a CRT, and then I immediately <laughs> returned it because like I'm like I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda for sure, though, I think. It's it's the... I, I'm pretty sure I'm not a Zelda fan. It's the only Zelda I've ever made it, like, more than two hours into. Like, you and I, be, I beat it. I, I've played Ocarina of Time, couldn't get past the Great Deco Tree, uh, which is, like, the first dungeon. Uh, <laughs> I played Majora's Mask, couldn't get past the first seven two-hour cycle, and, like, it's not, like, being stuck. It's, like, just not being into it and then never coming back yeah, to it. I've, I, I played all those games when I was, like, seven years old so it was like i was in a different time frame i imagine you were a bit older when you played them my first um zelda ever was wind waker and i mean the thing is i i was still like seven or eight like that game came out yeah, in like yeah. 2002 well, so like, like I, I i played these games when they came out like i played the original zelda then i played you know ocarina i played link to the past then i played ocarina then i played majora then i played oracle ages and seasons like i played like all of them as they were coming out which i think helped with my uh, enjoyment of them a little bit more all right. That's all there was. I didn't have anything future to compare to. I don't know. I feel like I am so primed to love Zelda games, but I just can't get into them. I I wish I did. I wish I could like go to Breath of the Wild and be like, "That's my favorite game." I spent 150 hours masterpiece, but instead, I got bored after an hour and never came back. Probably one of my worst gaming purchases to like price to time ratio. Dude, I, I have hey. so many people tell me that that's their favorite game of all time, Breath of the Wild. And hey, you I, have a Switch. I have, I haven't played it yet. Maybe uh, we, I'll make you go back to it, and we can play we, that. We cannot play days. a 150-hour game or however long it is on the podcast. That's like, all right, guys, we'll see you in a month. We'll play Breath I, of the Wild. I am, I am genuinely considering going back to Psychonauts because I think that's something we would both enjoy. Like We, we kind of have to because, I mean, I, I hate to say it. Well, not hate to say it. I, I hate to spoil the surprise, but we are definitely playing Psychonauts 2 when this game comes out on the podcast. It's... We we like to do this like little storyline thing, right? We had we had like what was it? The fireman and the ignition factor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. played like Earthbound, Mother One, and well, I think I just like doing that. I don't think you do yeah, that yeah. at all. I, I the, what's funny about last week with Cyberpunk that was completely like he had already chosen uh, this game for this week, but like I chose Cyberpunk something last week, so it ended up being quite funny uh, of a, a constant coincidence. Yeah, we're so funny, guys. That's this, uh-huh. uh, that's I'll add a laugh track and a yay. We're the we're, we're the funny guys. We're I the guess. funny boys with a Z. There we go. That's why why but, would we uh, call ourselves a virtual homework podcast? When so we we're call just gonna play that? cyberpunk games for the rest of our lives. There's probably more than three, so we could probably finish the whole year. We'll we'll play them until 2077, and then we'll we'll I don't know. That will that will play 2077. <laughs> we'll be robots by then. Yeah, that's that's cool. This game we played this week was cyberpunk, and that the main character had robot eyes. There we go. Can't can't oh, deny man. that. Why can't you have cyberpunk eyes like now? Because Fry's Electronics closed. I hate Fry's Electronics more than I hate any other business ever.
Ever, 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 ever. I hate them so goddamn much. I'm surprised you have an opinion because we both grew up in the Midwest where I don't think there's any Fry's Electronics. There's a Fry's near me. Okay, then never mind. I just didn't grow up near a Fry's Electronics. Do, do you care to hear why I hate Fry's? Well, before we talk about why you hate Fry's, all I know is that I heard people complain for like the past two years that like Fry's Electronics went from like a legitimate hardware store to like they just sold like GameStop level uh, knickknacks and like geek shit until they finally just didn't restock their stores and then six months later shut down and everyone's like, really? And it's like, yeah. They, yeah, so why? they didn't stock shit. Their stores were empty for like the longest time. But prior to that, they when they had a lot of stuff, Fry's was the place you went to when you wanted to go and no employee would help you with anything at all whatsoever, ever. And you knew what you were going for and where it was. That was the only reason you would go to Fry's. Yeah, like That's I actually hate, I hate Best them. Buy because like I'm just like looking at the DVD. Stop pestering me. Yeah, I, I passionately hate Fry's because... Uh, I should go into it a little bit more. Basically, what happened was when Guild Wars 2 was coming out a million years ago, that was a huge, huge release for anyone that played MMOs like me. All my friends were getting it. Everyone I knew I was talking it. about it. Yeah, even even you got it. I wanted no, I, special... I was level 20 in Guild Wars 1 like uh, within like a couple months of release. I love oh, Guild really? Wars 1. Yeah, I needed the special edition because it came with a dope-ass statue, art book. I always get the special edition for games because I think they're super fucking cool. Um, just sit on my shelf and then never be touched. So basically, I saw an ad that was like, pre-order the special edition at Fry's. I'm like, oh, Fry's is right across from my work. I'm, I'll just go there and get it. So I did. A month in advance, I pre-ordered and paid for it in full. It was like $250 paid for, right? So day of release, I go there and they're like, we don't know where it is. Sorry. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I paid for it. It's like, I don't know when it's coming. Sorry. I'm like, okay, can I speak to a manager? And they're like, yeah, sure. I guess. So then I get it. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, well, where's my game? I don't know. What do you want? I'm like, oh, I paid for it. It's supposed to come out today. Well, it's like, well, we don't have it. So sorry. So I was so pissed. I went to my car. I started calling. I was looking on social media. I ended up getting the personal cell phone by like spending all day on fucking social media and on the internet of the district manager. And I called him and I was like, he was like, yeah, this completely unacceptable. Did you speak to the manager? He should. I said, he, the manager I spoke to was a woman. He's like, oh, no, no, no. That's not the manager. They lied to you. So I went in there. I, again, I'm like, I want to speak to the manager. And she comes up. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, no, I want to speak to the manager. And I said the manager's name. And she's like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So then the real manager comes with her and they're talking caddy. As soon as he gets up to me, he's like, like, goes from smiling and laughing. He looks right, me right in the eye and goes, what do you want? I'm like, I want to know where my game is. We don't have an answer. Next question. I'm like, when's it going to be here? We don't know. Next question. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I just Jesus. walked out. Uh, it turned out they never sent in the order for it. They just took my money. Uh, and by then, if anyone knows, if you don't get a special order uh, edition pre-ordered, you're not getting it. Well, so I had I had to cancel it and get my money back, and I will never, ever, 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 ever deal with fries ever again. Well, no one will. So there we go. Good. I'm glad. Cause fuck Downers Grove fries. Maybe that was a boring story, but fuck, I hate them so much. It was. I I enjoyed it. I'm looking right now on like ebay to see if there's any guild wars 2 special editions well i I, end, I did end up getting it i had to travel to a GameStop in indiana because someone canceled their order and i had to drive all the way down there the box was damaged but i didn't care because i was opening it well and i did end up getting it three dollars plus six dollars shipping on ebay so for the special edition with the statue and everything okay i didn't realize there was a statue never mind <laughs> yeah it comes with a statue an art book like all this other shit the statue is fucking dope it's one of the coolest statues ever uh 38 dollars whatever that and the Diablo uh, 3 special edition was fucking dope. I got that one too. I feel like, I don't know, I, like, for some reason, I, I'm a sucker for like buying physical media when it comes to like movies and like music. And I don't know, when it comes to like special editions of like video games, I'm just, I'm just never into it. Maybe it's because like they don't really fit on my shelf. I mean, I do have these cool BlizzCon uh, figurines that, that I got yeah. last time from going there. And actually, I really like that. So maybe I'm being completely... I, I very it. much so like the art books. And I have friends that are like artists and stuff like that. And they like looking at that stuff. So I always like let them see it and stuff, things like that. Uh, on top of which, the Diablo Special Edition came with... It was like a Diablo skull with like this... Uh, stone that's like in his forehead that comes out and it's like a USB drive that has Diablo 1, 2 and the expansion on it. It's like a well, really cool guess. USB that's like, drive. It's like a 1 gigabyte USB drive. I know, it's, it's like 12 gigs. Really? That I don't think yeah. that's a number that they come in, but <laughs> I, guess, I guess for some reason I feel like Diablo 3 came out like sooner than it actually did. That game is not that old. 
at this point. The game it's, is it's, actually super old. That game came out in fucking PS3, Xbox 360. I'm gonna um, guess it's 12 years old. I don't. I don't remember how many. I don't remember the timeline of USB drives at this point. Here's a picture of the USB drive. Hold on. All right. Thank you for showing me a picture during this photo-based medium. Oh, that's actually it's really pr- cool. That's really cool, yeah. but looks incredibly inconvenient. It's not that. It's it's not that big. It's it just sits on your counter. So okay. It's, I it's, used to. It's not the full play, skull. There's a thing that comes out. Yeah. When I used to play ITG, I used to bring that whole thing with me and like pull it out and be like put it in the machine. It's a little too demonic. I, I I don't know if I could uh, really on on my religious gaming platform. Not sure if I could if I could really uh, have that anywhere in my background. It's not really acceptable. I'm trying to try really hard to transition to something I want to talk about. Did you hear about? Um, <laughs> I I forget his name. Basically, this Twitch pastor got banned on Twitch because he. What? So there's this Twitch pastor that got banned on Twitch. He. Specifically was trying to like be his name was Dr. Witnesser and he basically tried to be the doctor disrespect of uh, Christianity on Twitch, (laughs) which is the really, really funny concept to say. But the issue about his content is that like when you're trying to be edgy and religious, turns out there's some edgy religious people out there and they're called religious extremists. Not that far. He basically got banned because he had a caller that was like a Muslim child and he told him he's going to hell. Oh, no. Yeah, that's oh, no. That's very oh, no. That's like, don't do that. I mean, of course, because he got banned. But he is currently trying to sue Twitch for religious discrimination. He is banning them for like millions of dollars. And like he is absolutely righteous in his fight. However, he got dunked on so hard on Twitter. We know about Twitter dunks. Yeah, he actually deleted this tw- uh, tweet and announced that he is taking a break and deactivating his Twitter. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what happened. You didn't go that far. When you made your political opinion that was very milk toast but still disagreeable and people called you an idiot, you only deleted the tweets. It would be really funny if you said, you know what, because of the backlash <laughs> on social media, I'm taking a, a break. I'm suspending my account in four days. I just, this guy's I just thumbnails are so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's. I just love like I. This is the stupidest news ever, and this person deserves to get dunked on. But just the fact that I could say like the doctor disrespect of Christianity just makes me really happy because that's the funniest, stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Doctor Witnesser preaching in Call of Duty Warzone, you know, as as the bodies flay on the ground, as they drop, as I, I mean, hit I them in the head. I trying to connect to kids, like, in modern-day Christianity, because my understanding is that their uh, acceptance rate is waning or whatever, people getting into it, so maybe they're just trying to extend to, like, the new generation of kids, but, I it's, mean, it it's just like comes that off as really of, cringy. Yeah, it's like that episode of King of the Hill when, like, Bobby is listening to Christian rock, and it's, like, the youth pastor <laughs> with, like, the tattoos. It's, yeah, it's just... One 100% cringe. I mean, I think that there was there's probably a way to do it. I'm not I'm not religious and uh I I don't really I'm not looking to become religious, but there's probably a way to do it that comes off as less cringe, but like of all the people to emulate yourself, like it could have been worse. It could have been like the XQC of Christianity and like he's just like <laughs> I I don't even know how that would work. I don't even know it, how very, it very much cuts off as like um remember when Hillary Clinton was like let's Pokemon go to the polls? Yeah. I mean, I I personally thought that Biden's Animal Crossing Island signs were a legitimately good use of of social Yeah, media. yeah, yeah. That that's that's actually a good one. But yeah, I'm not going to Pokemon go to anything cuz I'm going to Pokemon Go take a shit. Hey, buddy. Yo, was that a fucking good episode or what? (laughs) Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you did like it. All right, here's what you're going to do. Five stars Apple podcast. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Go to Spotify. Get all your friends and make them subscribe. Gunpoint. Basically, whatever you can do to make this podcast successful, we don't care what it is. We don't care what the means are. Thanks, gamers. Uh, What he said, but slightly less aggressive and more loving.